listens and you should too 412-919-1316 is the number to call or you can join the cast of dozens follow me on twitter at underscore adam crowley brian lamartina back in the studio check him out on twitter at fbomber 73 and please tell your kids tell your wife we're doing radio up in here and it is nfl schedule release day baby we got you covered here on the Crowley Show at 5.40. I've got my mock NFL Stillers schedule, and I'm going to go 16 for 16. Nay, I'm going to go 17 for 17 because I'm also going to properly identify where the bye week's going to come into the equation. All of our coverage of the NFL schedule release is brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. Shenango, beer delivered to your home at shenangobeverage.com. And First National Bank, member FDIC. I'll be doing a little bit of a Zoom call tonight. Facebook Live with Wesley Euler on the ESPN PGH Facebook page. Do check us out. We'll be drinking Bud Light Seltzers and having a damn good time. If some self-righteous pricks will allow us to have a good time. I'm not talking about my bosses. I feel like it might have come out that way. I am tired of the sanctimony that I'm seeing on Twitter.com, on social media, about the NFL schedule release tonight. Yesterday, we started off the show by yelling at people who were saying, Oh, the optics are bad. You can't do the schedule release. It looks terrible. There's not going to be sports in September. We don't know if there's going to be sports in September. What we do know is that the NFL's been around for a long-ass time, and they always have their schedule release, and they're going to operate as though business is usual and then kind of change things on the fly if need be. There's also contingency plans being built into the NFL schedule, i.e. the NFC-AFC crossover in the first four weeks of the regular season. At least that's what I'm being told. We'll see if that's what's happening. But back to the self-righteous pricks. There was a big one, Darren Grant of Pro Football Talk, who tweeted, The NFL's ability to overstate its own importance to society remains undefeated. I find hope in faith or loved ones I can lean on or doctors and scientists who are working to find a vaccine or selfless people who wear masks. But maybe a schedule of ball games works for you, end quote. That was him responding to an Adam Schefter tweet where Shefty said something along the lines of, we've got an NFL schedule release tonight. It's going to make things seem normal, and it's going to give people some hope. Good for this guy, right? This Darren Gant. Although I think I called him Grant. It doesn't matter. Pro football talk. I'm so happy for you, Haas. I'm so happy that you have to shame people that might find hope in something Anything going on is planned in a world where everything is topsy-turvy. Good for you, buddy. Way to shame people who might actually find hope in the NFL schedule release tonight. If you want to find hope in faith, if you want to find hope in loved ones, if you want to find hope in nurses and doctors, understandable, fine. It's okay with me. You do you, buddy. But don't you dare tell me what I can and can't be excited about. The way I look at the NFL schedule release tonight, in the show that I'm going to be doing with Wesley Euler at 8 p.m. on the ESPN PGH 
Facebook page is that it's normalcy and it is kind of an oasis in the calendar that we've got for sports right now. Think about what we've got in sports. Yeah, there's a little bit of NASCAR out here. Yeah, there's going to be some golf. But I'm kind of looking at the calendar as if it's a desert. And the oasis at the end of this desert, at the end of this 40-day, 40-night walk, biblically, is the NFL in the fall. Now, maybe it won't be there. Maybe they will have to move it back. Maybe things will have to change. But right now, the NFL is far enough away that I can believe that maybe that thing's going to go off as normal. Don't you dare tell me what I can and can't be excited about. Don't you dare shame me for taking a moment to revel in normalcy. And that's what I think people are doing here. They are reveling in the fact that there's something, anything, that is what they're used to. God, I used to make fun of the NFL schedule release show. We made fun of it last year. Made fun of it the year before. Made fun of it the year before that. That's what we do on this show. This year feels different to me because it's something in the sports calendar that can remain the same. I think the NFL schedule release does help us have the ability to look forward to a normal future. I want to picture the Steelers opening the season against the Cowboys in September. It's the way I've lived my entire life. When I was younger, you loved schedule release day. It's like Christmas Eve four months before the start of the season. And I'm going to do it tonight. I am going to be excited tonight. I am going to think about what the win-loss record will be for my favorite football team tonight. I'm going to look forward to the best primetime matchups this year. If that makes me forget about this hell that we're in for a minute, then good. I can't stand that we're telling people what they can and can't be excited about right now in the midst of a pandemic. People have to do whatever they can to keep right mentally. It is not easy. And maybe you can start pulling out the world's smallest violin right now. But we've all got our cross to bear with this thing. My daughter hadn't seen her grandparents in a couple of months. And that blows for her grandparents who have now missed a third of her life to this point after they'd been looking forward to her being alive for, I don't know, forever. They all understand, but it sucks. It sucks that people I love have lost their jobs. It sucks that people are sick and dying, obviously. God forbid I want a distraction. That's not denial. That's not irresponsible. That's human. I had some jackal come at me on Twitter today and say, it's irresponsible to think that the NFL is going to be back in September. No, it's not. It's human. What is entertainment? Why does entertainment even exist? What is sport? Why does sport even exist? Probably because we're human beings and we like an element of violence. But ultimately, it's a distraction so that we don't have to think about our 9-to-5 job. So we don't have to think about our commute that's going to blow ass the next day. So we don't have to think about bad things going on in all of our personal lives. It keeps our minds off of the crap that we deal with on a day-to-day basis. It's a refuge. It's like sleep, but better, because I'm alive and drunk. So please spare me that virtue signaling. Don't tell me that you, random pro football talk guy had never heard of before, handle this the right way, and everyone else is wrong. What an absolute dick. LeBeau. I am legit triggered by this. Derive hope, people, from whatever you want, from wherever you want, to each their own. 
But damn this guy for telling me what I can use to keep my mind off of the worst tragedy that this country has faced in two decades, if not longer than that. Newsflash for this Darren butthead. It is possible to derive hope from faith, the people on the front lines, and other places. They aren't mutually exclusive. What we're actually going to see tonight on the NFL Network, and we're going to see tonight on ESPN is a knob slobbing of all the people who are on the front lines of this thing. Nurses, doctors, people who drive and operate ambulances, right? People who are in the food industry. All these people are going to be honored tonight on these broadcasts, right? So it can coexist. It's what happened with the NFL draft. And then, of course, what happened then? People complained about that. The first 15 minutes, we're talking about the pandemic. And people said, oh, just give me my football. You can't have it both ways. But you kind of have to. I just, I have reached kind of a breaking point, and that happened today. I was so irritated with this guy, clearly I still am, that I'm DMing Tim Ben saying I hate humanity. That's where this went. And I went to the vampire who I know in Pittsburgh, a guy who sucks blood for sustenance and nutrients. That's where he had to go to complain about what's happening right now. I had to go to Tim Benz and be like, man, these humans, they suck. And Tim's like, yeah, I've been trying to tell you this whole time. I am not a human. Humans suck. God forbid I want a distraction. I have been triggered. I am frustrated. Moving forward. Mike DeCourcy of the Sporting News. I like this guy a lot. So while I really, really, really dislike that Darren Butthead, that's what I'm going to keep calling him, I really like Mike DeCourcy. While I did not respectfully disagree with the first guy, I am now going to respectfully disagree with Mike DeCourcy because guess what? Cooler heads have to prevail. And logic cannot be personal at times. And that's what's about to happen here. I'm now going to go above the fray. Mike DeCourcy in the Sporting News says, regular seasons in both the NBA and the NHL must be finished for integrity purposes. I don't know if logistics are going to permit that. I think there's going to be time constraints, so there's going to be a very small window here. I also think that logistically, it's a lot harder if you're going to be in some sort of hub, some sort of bubble, to house 30 teams as opposed to 15. I think it's a lot easier just to play the playoffs with 16 teams in both leagues than it would be to have the entire league under some sort of protective bubble umbrella quarantine setup. So logistically, I don't know if it's going to work out. From a testing standpoint, it's a lot easier to test 16 teams than it is to test the whole league. I understand that the ideal situation would be to have the regular season played out in full. I buy that that the ideal situation would be to keep as much normalcy in the schedule as possible. But not every team has played the same amount of games. Ideal doesn't exist in reality right now. It's not ideal to play games in empty arenas, though that's what's going to happen. It's not ideal to play games in neutral locations, but that's what's likely going to happen. It's not ideal to have to play hockey in swimming pools in the middle of July and August, but that's what's going to happen. It's not ideal to take four months off between games, but that's what's going to happen. It is compromise time. Something has to be sacrificed for sport to be played. The NHL needs like $500 million in revenue, according to Josh Yoey yesterday, 
They can't get that doing nothing. And something, we'll all agree, I think, is better than nothing, even if it's not ideal. There's also this. Why on earth would the Detroit Red Wings want to come back and play hockey for 13 games? They ain't making the playoffs. Why would they want to take a four-month-long hiatus, which is what this is going to look like, come back, play 13 games that are meaningless, where they could get hurt, and then take another four-month offseason? 13 games in eight months doesn't sound like something that the Red Wings would want to sign up for. I think they'd rather have the extended offseason. And from an integrity standpoint, which is what we're talking about here, there's no integrity to a team having to play the Detroit Red Wings. If they are in a playoff race, the team that plays the Wings, they're playing a team that really just doesn't want to be there at all. And if you're on one of those teams, and you're going to have to get tested, and you're going to go have to be in some sort of hub, what's going to stop some players from just saying, F it, I ain't going and doing that? And then replacement players having to play for the Red Wings. There is no scenario here where there's going to be integrity. It's long gone. Let's be honest. You want to talk about integrity? The Penguins weren't playing like a cup contender at the end of the season. They had time to turn it around. It's possible they would have turned it around. I think that they would have wound up playing better hockey into the playoffs. But who knows? Jake Gensel wasn't going to come back until maybe the Stanley Cup Final, maybe the Eastern Conference Final, if things went normally. The goalies were playing like crap. This team might have won the Cup, but probably wasn't going to. They were 7th or 8th on a lot of people's lists at that point. They'd have a shot if they pulled it together, but it was trending in the opposite direction. For as well as the Penguins had played all year, they weren't playing well at the end of the season. If the league comes back this summer... The Penguins will be long removed from their poor play. They'll have Jake Gensel back, and the trickle down through the lineup is going to be immense. Players like Marino and Dumoulin, who were hurt, will now be healthier. The entire outcome of the postseason will be affected by this pandemic and pause. There's no way that there can be integrity. Because let's say you play the regular season. Now Jake Gensel's back. Say the Penguins go 10-2-1 when they otherwise might have gone 7-6, and let's forget about the math. Where's the integrity? A guy who wouldn't have been there, it's like there was a time machine, and you bring that guy back in, and oh yeah, by the way, he just happens to be a 40-goal scorer who was clicking with Evgeny Malkin and Brian Rust to have one of the best lines in the NHL. There is no integrity. The integrity of this season is already lost once they decide to hand out the cup. I don't think there's going to be an asterisk next to the champion when you look back in the record books, but... The integrity of the season, once you come back, is compromised whether or not you play a 13-game final stretch of the regular year. This ain't going to be perfect. But the best chance you have to get it done is to eliminate half the teams. So that's what they should do. And I think that's what they plan on doing, at least according to Josh Yowie yesterday. He, of course, from The Athletic. In The Athletic, 57 NHL players were polled 68% want to see the league return just for the playoffs. So they agree with the crown, man. Only 12% of the players don't want the games to come back at all. Why is this important? Sure, small sample size. But I think that this means that the NHL shouldn't have a problem with the players' union should this thing ultimately make it to a vote. 
Up next, some actual sports. Kevin Colbert said something yesterday to Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk that made me a little less optimistic about the 2020 Steelers. It's the Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. Pennsylvania, if you love online poker, here's your game. Poker Stars, the world's number one poker site, is live in PA. Download the Poker Stars app or play online at pokerstars.com. PA only in partnership with Bonary. 21 and over. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call Gambler. You always do. You don't have to tell me. That I farted? Yeah. You don't have to announce it every time. Just saying. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if I'm, no, no, if I'm no, in the room with you, I'll know. And I, I get, like, we're trying to maintain the integrity of the studio relationship and everything. But that's that's something we can leave off the table for now. I just did it again. I just did it again. Oh, still coming out. It's more than a fart. This is where Steelers Nation plants its flag. Your home of the Steelers. We're excited about getting the job done, obviously. ESPN Pittsburgh, 970 AM, 1047 HD2, the iHeartRadio app. And now on the new and improved signal in Allegheny County, 106.3 FM. While the economy waits on the sideline. It's been a little rough, but uh, we get through it. We're going to keep helping. There you go. Hashtag it. This is the Adam Crowley Show on 970 ESPN and now on 106.3 FM. It is NHL. I got to start over. It was N. It is. Is. Was. Start over. I don't know what is is or was anymore, Brian, frankly. Actually, my wife and I had this conversation the second we woke up this morning. Alarm goes off. Baby's now in the next room sleeping in a crib. Yay, Nora. All big, grown up, and saving China. My wife rolls over to me, looks me dead in the eye, and goes, Good morning. And I say, Good morning, sweetie. She says, are you working today? She has no clue what the hell day is. <laughs> no clue. Her job's not going on right now because they were not deemed, quote-unquote, essential. She has no idea that it's a Thursday. None. None whatsoever. She literally does not know what date it is. I guarantee you she doesn't know what month it is either. That's kind of the way that the world is turning right now. So when I come in here and I'm saying NHL instead of NFL... And I'm saying is instead of was. Uh, forgive me, please, people. Christ. You're, you're forgiven, man. The one thing is, though, I'm just glad, and you should be glad, too, that your wife didn't wake up, look at you first thing in the morning and go, oh, it's you again. Mm-hmm. So at least you got that going for you. We're avoiding that. We are, what, two months? <laughs> Maybe a little longer than two months. I don't know. Again, math, calendars, who knows, <laughs> into was. this thing. <laughs> and... As long as she doesn't leave me, I think we have succeeded this quarantine. Yeah, that's a W. Kevin Colbert was on with Mike Florio Pro Football Talk yesterday, his podcast, because, of course, Mike Florio needs a podcast. Everyone needs a podcast. And they talked about the Steelers' running back situation. And it did not make me feel good. Kevin Colbert was asked by Mike Florio, you go and running back by committee this year. See, you drafted Anthony McFarland, and Colbert's response was, quote, 
Last year they were a committee, and it wasn't a committee by choice. That was a committee by circumstance because our starter, James Conner, was injured. James had an unfortunate year. He suffered acute injuries. It wasn't just one thing lingering, and they were real. It was frustrating for James and frustrating for us. When he was healthy, he was a Pro Bowl runner. He's still a young runner, end quote. Here's the thing. Even when he was quote-unquote healthy and a Pro Bowl runner, he didn't rush for 1,000 yards because he still got hurt and missed three games. And you can argue that had he played those three games, maybe the Steelers make the playoffs. So even when James Conner was a Pro Bowler, even when James Conner was playing his best football, he still wasn't healthy coming into the 2020 draft. I thought there were a couple of possible ways the Steelers could address their running game. One, they could trade for a proven back like Leonard Fournette. We'll actually get to him a little bit later on in the show. Two, they could draft for a starting capable back like J.K. Dobbins, who the Ravens took and just signed to a rookie contract today. Or three, they could draft a player that could be used in a rotation with James Conner to lessen the workload of an oft-injured player. James Conner is good when he's healthy. He's never healthy. It looks like the Steelers went with plan C. The running back by committee approach can work if it's embraced, or, well, I guess that's what it looked like when they drafted McFarland, that they were going to go running back by committee. But Colbert's comments there give me pause, as if they're only going to go with that running back rotation if something happens to James Conner. Man, if they don't go with the committee, if they don't go with the rotation, if they don't go with three backs, then they are going to lose Conner due to injury. I think you want to hold him to under 20 touches a game, and I think that the best way to do that is to mix in the other guys. The reason I think that is because other teams have done it, and it works. The 2019 Super Bowl winner, Kansas City Chiefs, yeah, they had Patrick Mahomes. They ran for 1,600 yards. They didn't have a single player rush for over 500 yards. The Steelers didn't have a player rush for over 500 yards last year, but it's because James Conner got hurt and everyone else sucked. And it's the first thing that they had in like 30 years. The 2018 Super Bowl winning Patriots rushed for 2,000 yards. Four players had over 300 yards from scrimmage from the running back position. Two players flirted with 1,000 yards. How about the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl? Oh, they threw the ball. Carson Wentz till he got hurt. Then Foles had that great game in the Super Bowl. Yeah, they had 2,100 rushing yards. And they spread that load (laughs) among five running backs. The 49ers this year went to the Super Bowl. Lesser-known backs, undrafted backs leading the way. Mike Tomlin, meanwhile, he's like to have the one feature guy. Willie Parker, Rashard Mendenhall, Le'Veon Bell, James Conner, they all fit that mold. But I don't think James Conner is Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell could be on the field for 90% of the snaps because he can catch the ball and he's a great runner. James Conner's not the receiver Le'Veon Bell is. The Steelers didn't draft a starting caliber running back in the 2020 draft, in my opinion. They did, though, draft a player that they think can be a solid complementary piece in Anthony McFarlane. The question is whether or not Mike Tomlin will use him like that. History would indicate that he won't. James Conner is often injured. When he's healthy, he's productive. The best way to keep him healthy, therefore productive, is to lessen his load. 
Now, thanks to Ben, the offense figures to be more productive in 2020 with teams unable to stack the box. Given that setup, I don't think it's unreasonable to think that Benny Snell could be an average short yardage guy should the Steelers decide to use him that way. I don't think it's a stretch to think that the Steelers can utilize McFarlane as a change of pace guy. I wish, I hope, Mike Tomlin goes to the running back by committee rotation in some capacity. It could help ensure that James Conner's got more to give at the end of the year. It's worked for other teams. So now it's time for Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert now to get with the times and let that school of thought work here in Pittsburgh. But given Kevin Colbert's comments, doesn't leave me optimistic. Now, we talked to Matt Williamson last week. He's going to join us today at 520. And he said he always looked at McFarland as a great option if Connor goes down, given the way the Steelers use running backs. So instead of doing a legitimate rotation from the start, it would be once James Connor goes down, you can split carries between McFarland, who's really fast as all hell, and Benny Snell, who can kind of be your thunder to the thunder lightning approach. Okay, fine. Maybe that's an option when James Connor does go down. But I kind of think James Conner's better than both of those guys and would like James Conner to be healthy at the end of the year. And the best chance of doing that is starting the rotation early. I understand Matt Williamson is saying what he thinks will happen. I'm telling you what I want to happen. Now it's time for dropping loads of audio. Brought to you by Foxbet. Make the call. Download the app today. It has to do uh, with McFarlane. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Dropping loads of audio. Here's our buddy Peter Schrager. God, the good morning football crew loves us. And Peter Schrager's talking about a Steelers running back that could potentially surprise people. What team would you like a question for? Go with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Kay. I feel like it's time to talk about the Steelers this offseason. Let's do it. I'm in on the Steelers. What question do you have for me? I would like to know, or the producers rather would like to know, the surprise breakout player for that team this season. It's a crystal ball question, Triggs. Okay. I like this. Um, I'm going to give you a late-round running back out of the University of Maryland. This is a deep cut that they took in the draft. Anthony McFarland. McFarland is my guy. Running back out of Maryland. Put up big numbers for the Terps. Kind of slipped in the draft, but it could be a speed demon. One of these players in the combine, a lot of people were whispering about, like, he could get day one, day two buzz. He didn't go in day one or day two, went in day three. But the Steelers' offense is all going to hinge around Big Ben. But you know they always have that guy that no one heard of that makes a play on a Sunday night game. Anthony McFarland out of Maryland, running back. Let's go. Mm. That's our surprise breakout player. All right. A lot of people were very upset that the Steelers made this pick because they don't think that this guy could potentially help the Steelers in any meaningful capacity. Guys, James Conner was a third-round pick. Anthony McFarland's a fourth-round pick. What's the difference? One round. Uh, Running backs all the time have success when they're undrafted even. Raheem Mostert. When they're undrafted. Willie Parker. Le'Veon Bell was, for a time, the best running back in football. He was a second-round pick. Wasn't even a first-round pick. Alvin Kamara, third-round pick. You can find diamonds in the rough at the running back position in the NFL draft, especially now because 
you don't see teams value it quite as much as they valued it in the past. I would like to see this guy as part of the rotation this year because I think he'd be pretty doggone good. And here's why I feel that way. Schrager there says teams at the combine thought he could be a day one or day two pick. That speaks solely to his ability. That's it, right? If it's just about ability, if Anthony McFarlane was like Tim Tebow's best buddy singing in a church choir... He's going to be a first or second round pick because it's about football. It's about ability. I've been saying it all along. This dude fell in the draft not because he's not good, because he's a dick. LeBeau. And he was hurt this year. And people always laugh at me when I keep bringing this up, but Tomlin's son goes to Maryland. That's kind of a big deal, especially in a year where you don't have the intel. I think Tomlin's kid would know if Anthony McFarlane was a jerk. The old Steelers wide receivers coach for the beginning portion of the decade is the Maryland offensive coordinator. Pretty sure that guy, when they contacted him, and they did, would know if the kid's a jerk. The Steelers' new offensive assistant quarterbacks coach, Matt Canada, was the interim coach at Maryland. Was their head coach. Knows all kinds of people there. He'd know if this kid were a jerk. And all of them felt comfortable in the Steelers taking him. In fact, in that podcast with Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk, Kevin Colbert said that, oh, it was a no-brainer to take McFarlane where they took him. They thought it was great value. If all those people felt comfortable in the Steelers taking him, I'm comfortable with the Steelers taking him. The question is just whether or not they utilize him correctly this year. I'm not saying he could be a starter in this league for sure. But I'm definitely telling you it's possible. And I'm not dismissing it out of hand. In fact, Reggie Bush, you know, one of the most dynamic players in the history of collegiate football, second pick in the NFL draft a handful of years ago, said that he thinks that Anthony McFarlane's going to be better than Le'Veon Bell. That's probably ridiculous. Le'Veon Bell was on a Hall of Fame pace before he got all weird and wanted to go to strip clubs instead of playing football. But it tells you that there's speed here. It tells you that there's ability here. And I keep bringing this up because I can't overlook it. Ohio State is always vying for national championship appearances. Ohio State is always vying for college football playoff appearances. Ohio State is always winning the Big Ten. And Ohio State is always pouring players into the NFL, including top five picks in each of the last three years. Chase Young and a couple of the bosses. We saw Anthony McFarland two years ago when he was healthy rush for 298 yards against them. I would imagine, I haven't looked it up because I don't want to, that can't have happened much in the history of that program. This dude would have been a day one or a day two player if teams weren't scared about his mental makeup. It's actually possible the Steelers got a damn steal here. But all that being said, it's going to piss me off this year if they don't use this guy as part of the rotation. I'd love to see James Conner get like 15 touches and then McFarlane get 10. And then Benny Snell be the James Conner replacement if James Conner gets hurt. Or in short yardage, whether it be the goal line or anywhere else, maybe then you go with Benny Snell. 
but utilize weapons. This McFarlane guy is a threat to score every time he touches the ball in college. Well, speed still does translate to the NFL. It's not that he's not good enough. It's that he was a jerk. Steelers don't feel that way. I hope they feel like he can help them this year in a rotation. Speaking of running backs, when 31 teams tell you something, you best believe it. I'll explain next. It's the Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. Sears Carpet and Air Duct Cleaning. No more big box stores, but still doing floors. Check out their introductory offers. Three rooms clean for $99 or 10 vents clean for $199. Check them out today at SearsClean.com. That's SearsClean.com. Man, like I never thought about the job too much before, but I saw what in my estimation was the worst like flagger ever like the guy at the construction site who stops traffic and and lets it go man he almost had a head-on collision down on mansfield i'm watching this happen and i'm just like oh no oh no oh no oh no he turned around and stopped the car right away it was like oh it almost happened though like if it were allowed via social distancing uh, I think I would need a flagger in my house. I mean, the number of times my wife and I are bumping into each other in the hallway now, Brian, <laughs> could be catastrophic. Yeah, that Bump could be. They should start using those guys in grocery stores, you know? Like, stand at an aisle and be like, nope, you stop. You come on or through. Or like the airplane people who are oh. probably out of work right now, get them down in there. Yeah, with the little flashlight thingies. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah. Kind of kind of lightsabery. <laughs> Go left. Check out ESPN Pittsburgh's new and improved signal in Allegheny County on 106.3 FM. The same great programming with Tunch and Wolf, The Godfather, and Adam Crowley, but with a bigger, better signal in Allegheny County. ESPN Pittsburgh, 970 AM. And now on the new and improved 106.3 FM. This report is sponsored by Cars.com. ESPN Pittsburgh Traffic. In Robinson, jam traffic on the Adam Crowley Show. When you're done with your program, we can discuss this out in the parking lot. I mean, you're you're a tough guy. On ESPN Pittsburgh. When 31 NFL teams tell you something by their inaction, you should listen. And it's made me change my mind on something. I'll get to that in a second. Tonight, baby. Yes! Yes! In math. Three hours and 16 minutes. Wesley Euler and I will be on the ESPN Pittsburgh Facebook page doing a live Zoom call. And we are going to break down the schedule release. I've got my mock schedule coming up today in just about an hour. And all of our scheduled coverage is brought to you by First National Bank, member FDIC, Shenango, beer delivered to your home at shenangobeverage.com. And they were kind enough to deliver me some Bud Light seltzers, which are unquestionably good. I'll be drinking a couple of those during our Zoom call tonight. So looking very much forward to that. You didn't drink any yet because you're not supposed to touch those. It's a sponsored beer. You didn't have any, right? I did not, no. Why the pause? Well, it's just there's a delay. That's all it is. No, nah, that was longer than the delay. Uh, you should. What, wait, what was that, dude? What are you belching? It's a burp, totally unrelated to any seltzer consumption. Okay. 
dude, come on, man. You told me like a segment ago, I'm going to go get a glass of water. Water doesn't make you belch like that. Are you are you getting into the stash already? I'm not getting into the stash. I had a um, I had a I had a different a different carbonation earlier, which is which wasn't as good. It was unquestionably bad, but it made me burp. I don't believe you at all. You're good. We're going to go online tonight, watch you on there, and you're like somehow going to position that box so you can tell that so you can't tell that you already kiped some of those out of there. I swear you had one. I didn't, but if people aren't interested in the NFL schedule release but still want to watch some entertainment tonight, they can watch me down 12 of those over the course of an hour. I think that's some appointment viewing. Okay, more rules. You can't you can't have all 12 of them during the broadcast. You need to remain someone coherent during it. They will be good. You will enjoy them, but you can't drink all of them. What you do is you drink one or two, and you have them with the fans, and you enjoy it, and you say how good it is, that sort of thing. Then the rest are yours after that. But don't drink all 12, man, because this will turn into an S show pretty quick. It will. I'm absolutely losing this negotiation right now. I'm not able to do any of the things I want. I wanted to drink them yesterday. Couldn't do that. Wanted to drink them this morning. Couldn't do that. Want to drink all of them during the show. Can't do that. All right. Buddy, we let you, do, right. a, we let you do a list or schedule, mock schedule today. So take that. That's a W for you. Can I drink each of the flavors that they provided, one of each of them? Can I have one every 15 minutes during this broadcast? which would be the equivalent of four alcoholic beverages, and then I could tell people which is my favorite at the end. That you could do. But four, so, yes! I'm going to be buzzed on the air. It's going to be great. No, wait. We're talking an hour, man. <laughs> okay, you can, you can try each one and then drink them after the broadcast. So you can have one or two during, but you can actually take the other two, just try those and say, huh, that's good. I will save it for later. But only I, I say only go down two during the show. What just happened to me is basically what happened to the Jacksonville Jaguars in their negotiations trying to trade Leonard Fournette away. They just got absolutely crushed. I just got crushed. Everything I want, I don't get, and that's what happened to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They wanted to trade Leonard Fournette, and guys, I'm telling you, the league is telling us something when Leonard Fournette is still on the Jacksonville Jaguars roster. Think about this. They don't want him. Because he says that he doesn't want to be there. You don't want hostages. You want guys that show up and want to play hard for you. He does not want to show up and play hard for Jacksonville. He has said so much. He does not like Gardner Minshew. He has already put on social media that Cam Newton should be a Jacksonville Jaguar. We also know that the Jaguars were like, yo, we will take a late round pick in next year's draft for this dude. No takers. Now, I am devilishly handsome, incredibly charismatic. I think I'm good with the chuckles. I'm also great at admitting when I'm wrong. And I had been advocating for this guy to be a stealer for a couple of weeks. And I am now admitting that I was wrong. That Leonard Fournette should not be a Pittsburgh stealer. If an entire league passes up on a guy, and the only team that winds up keeping him sucks complete ass and he doesn't want to be there, then I think that tells me a lot about the dude. Now, I have watched him play. He's got explosion, averaged over 100 yards from scrimmage a game last year. 
But there's got to be something more about him that leaves teams wanting more. Maybe it's attitude. Maybe it's injury concern. Maybe they just don't believe he's that good. At any rate, the Steelers weren't alone in their lack of interest, of course, in Leonard Fournette. It's like that 35-year-old smoke show out there that still happens to be single. You watch her walk by in white shorts, super hot. Something must have happened. There's a guy who walks by. The abs are coming out of his overcoat. He takes his shirt off, smoking hot body, nice hair, tall, charismatic, but he's single. Why? Something must have happened to that guy. Guy's got like a jar of toenails in his closet. Guy's got webbed feet. Chick's got like 17 nipples. Maybe she collects shrunken heads. Well, there's something in Leonard Fournette's closet. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's shrunken heads. Maybe it's toenails. All I know is that coming out of the bottom of the door, there's a smell just emanating in the room. It's just disgusting. Leonard Fournette is the hot chick at 35 who's still single. Leonard Fournette is the hot guy at 35 who's still single. There's something going on there. You can't quite put a finger on it. Leonard Fournette's good. Had 500 receiving yards last year, 1,200 rushing yards, touchdowns, 80-yard run. I don't know what's in his closet, but there's something there. There's a reason all these teams don't want Leonard Fournette, and for that reason, I'm okay with the Steelers not having picked him up. Now, a lot of this has to do with the segment that we previously had where I said I'd like to see the Steelers use a running back by committee approach, and I think if they did want to do that, they could do so successfully. And that lessens the sting of not being able to acquire a really good running back. But there's something odd going on here with Leonard Fournette. And, man, I even said a couple of weeks ago that I don't blame him for having an attitude problem because Ngakwe didn't want to be there in Jacksonville. This is the team that went to the AFC Championship game in 2017. And there's no parts of that team left. Blake Bortles, that makes sense. But they lost Jalen Ramsey. Lost a handful of other guys. I didn't think that there was anything there to be found with Leonard Fournette. Oh, the guy's an attitude problem. No, he's not. Guy doesn't have an attitude problem because that place sucks. And it turns out teams still probably think he's got an attitude problem. This just in from Jerry Dulac. Brian, how about some good news? I'll take in it. In advance of the NFL. What happened there? I said, I'll take it. Sorry, you, you addressed me. I figured I'd answer I did. That was bizarre uh, on my part. <laughs> in advance of the NFL schedule being released tonight, this coming from Jerry Dulac, Steelers spokesman Burt Lawton said, fans who purchase tickets through the team will be fully refunded if any of the games are canceled or played without spectators. Uh, that's the obvious thing to do. Uh, I don't know if I should be patting the Steelers on the back for doing something that they obviously should do, but I'm not certain that all teams will work that way because it's a greedy industry. It's a greedy business. So, yeah, they're doing the right thing. I'm very happy that if I want to go to a Steelers game and buy tickets because they're playing the Cowboys, I'll get my tickets back, my money back, if uh, if that game doesn't get played. It's pretty good. Well, it makes it easier to pull the trigger. Good. Makes it easier to pull that trigger. Yeah, you got a little safety net there. I keep seeing all kinds of reports that 
there are going to be crossover conference games the first four weeks of the season. I've also seen reports that the Steelers are playing the Browns week one. Did they move the Browns to the (laughs) NFC? Do they feel like this is going to give the Browns a better opportunity to compete? Do they move the Steelers to the NFC? Do they want to put them with the Eagles and the Cowboys? I, I don't know. It's very bizarre. I'm, and it's people I trust, right? Like John Clayton yesterday. John Clayton, for God's sake. Yep, they're doing NFC-AFC crossover for first four weeks of the regular season. And it's not that he said that as a guest, like flippantly. He's like, yep, nope, they're doing crossover the first four weeks. Now i got people out there that I also trust. We're saying, oh, there's going to be division matchups the entire first week of the season. What? What? Now, I, the crown man, like to follow the scent. That's why I'm no longer in on Leonard Fournette. And I like (laughs) to see what makes sense. You know what doesn't make sense to me? Is the NFL starting the season with division games. Because if you cancel them, they're canceled. You need to play your division games. And if any of the games are going to be in jeopardy because of this COVID-19 flippin' pandemic, it would probably be the first month of the season. Something's not adding up here if they're playing division games. Now, they could always maybe lop the division games off from the front of the year and put them on the back of the year and intend to play 16 games. I always thought it makes more sense, uh, not from a revenue standpoint, but the NFL, ah, they're impervious, to just say, first four weeks, opposite conference, and if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. And then everyone's sort of playing a similar schedule. We'll see. I think that makes more sense than division matchups in week one of the regular season, or even in the first month of the regular season. That, to me, strikes me as a really bad idea. Gary Bettman had a really bad idea, and 25 NHL GMs don't want to do said idea, but it looks like it's going to happen anyway. Sigh. It's a Crowley show. I'll fill you in next. TSP in Pittsburgh. The member dealers of the Greater Pittsburgh Automobile Dealers Association are ready to help you buy and service your vehicles during this difficult time. And they'll do it while practicing social distancing for your safety. The Greater Pittsburgh Automobile Dealers Association, here for you. I mean, I didn't just want to be the guy who was talking about the hot girl. I wanted to be, uh, wanted to be fair gender uh fair yeah 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 hot guy single 35 sexy abs beautiful flowing hair chin dimple that really nice uh, well, now we got to pull like you five back five o'clock shadow wait now we got to pull you back the other way now you're going heavy on the male and that's that's insulting to women so and by the way i took I mean, offense to that i'm not married and i'm 45 you could, what the hell's wrong with me man I did. They were judging. I, I, yeah, something totally, must have happened to Brian. I totally yeah. took you out. Look at that loser. Kicking <laughs> a chick because he's got toenails. It's that, it's the, I can't. There's nothing I can say. Yeah, toenails. <laughs> you got shrunken heads in your closet. I do. There's a waft of smell coming from under the door. You know what? You know what? What I meant to say is if you're not banging and you're hot, that's when you got a problem. And, that's uh, that's not what you said. That's what I meant to say. It's what I wrote. This is where Steelers Nation plants its flag. Your home of the Steelers. We're excited about getting the job done, obviously. ESPN Pittsburgh, 970 AM, 1047 HD2, the iHeartRadio app. And now on the new and improved signal in Allegheny County, 1063 FM. 
This report is sponsored by Cars.com. ESPN Pittsburgh Traffic. William Penn Highway outbound remains jammed.